Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So, if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Hello, podcast friends and family, and welcome back to another episode of the Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Evan, and today we're talking about the worst piece of advice to give to someone with back pain. So as you heard in that intro, we are talking about the worst advice that we can give to someone with back pain. Now, we've covered a lot of this um, previously on the podcast. We're going to come up with something new. We've covered, you know, the the regular ones that you might hear about, you know, go to bed and lie down for two weeks, sleep on a hard mattress or a hard floor. Um, You know, you immediately need to get a scan, wear a back brace, all those type of things that we have covered before. But we've got four things which I've seen a bit more recently on Instagram and YouTube and I really, they really annoy me at the end of the day. So I thought I'd do an episode on some of the worst pieces of advice that I've seen and why we shouldn't be doing them. So number one, abdominal brace all the time. So since about the mid-90s, the core has been blamed on pretty much everything from back pain, knee pain, hip pain, probably right up to Brexit and, you know, the disastrous economy at the moment. So this was originally thought that the core, or it was originally thought that the core is needed to activate, stabilize, brace your spine to stop it falling off and falling out of place or moving too much. And actually, we know that that is not the case. And you only really need about 2% of your your core or the muscles, your kind of abdominal muscles and that corset that wraps around your spine to do pretty much every single activity. So almost everyone can manage that. And you don't need to add further bracing and support just to -to day-to-day activities. Now, unfortunately, since about the 90s, we've ended up in the situation where people are under the assumption that they need this core to be active all of the time. So people are in pain and they're walking around bracing their core, tensing their spine, tensing their tummy muscles when they do every normal activity, be that standing up from a chair or sitting down or just simply walking down the street. And people end up walking a bit like a robot because they're afraid to move from their spine. Now, this only leads to people being very stiff, very afraid to move. And a lot of these core muscles become really hypertonic and stiff because they're not moving and they're, rela- they're not relaxing and they're not moving them in the directions that they should be. Often when we see a patient like this, the first piece of advice that we give them is to simply relax, breathe, slump down in your chair a bit, let those tummy muscles move a bit, just move from the spine like it is meant to. If we look at the spine, look at all those joints in it, you know, it is an area that is meant to move. Think of all the joints in your hands, you know, similarly, it's an area that's meant to move. If someone said to you, oh, there's lots of joints in your fingers, we need to protect them a bit, don't bend them. You can see how that's a bit of a ridiculous advice to give someone. So when we have pain, move, slump, stretch, bend from your spine, obviously stop anything if it's too sore. But remember that the spine is designed to move. And that's a hill I am prepared to die on. We are meant to move our spines. So advice number two. Stop doing that sport or that thing that you love doing because it caused your back pain. Now, regularly when something or something has caused an episode of pain, we blame that activity or sport for the reason that we have back pain. 
Now, I've noted particularly that the activity that someone is doing that they might find rather unpleasant, be that moving house, cleaning the bath or the toilet, or digging up 100 tree roots, or maybe when trying an exercise they didn't really want to do in the new gym, they will often come in and say, I'm never going to do that again. And they blame that single activity on 100% of the reason that they have black pain. They might also blame a partner or a loved one because they force them to do it as well. So there might be a partner or a wife or a husband who's also getting it in the neck for making them do some gardening. Now, we know that that is not true. And pain is far, far more complicated and multifactorial than that. And I've also noticed counterintuitively, if someone has come to me after an episode of back pain doing something that they really love to do, for example, a sport that they have been doing for years and years or even having sex, they very rarely, rarely come in and say, I'm never, ever going to do that again. So telling someone never to do something because it will give them back pain is really rather silly advice. Now, pain should very rarely be blamed on a single cause. Of course, there's going to be trauma and accidents and things like that which can cause pain. But as an example, a patient came to see me a few weeks ago and he pointed at my kettlebells on the floor. I have a, a series of uh, various weights kettlebells in my, in my clinic room. And, he's, and he said to me, well, another practitioner I saw said that the only reason she's so busy or has a lot of patients is because of kettlebells and other heavy weights. So this patient has never used a kettlebell and has always been afraid of using one or any other heavy weight because he thought it would give him and everyone that used one back pain. Now the kettlebell is just a weight, that's all. It's an innate thing. It's not a it's no different from a heavy rucksack or a heavy box you're about to pick up on the floor. So if we make people afraid of picking things up which are heavy, and then they then have to pick up a suitcase or a box or move house or pick up a child understandably, is going to come as a bit of a shock to the body. So then, understandably, it might cause them a bit of pain. Because remember that pain is that warning sign. It doesn't mean damage. It's a trigger. It's a warning sign. The body sees something as a threat, so it can generate some pain. So this similar advice kind of rolls over into point three, which is when someone gets told never to do a certain exercise if you have back pain, because it will, I've seen everything, dislocate your spine, stretch out this ligament, jam these joints together, cause permanent damage. And you'll see videos on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, which is never do this if you've got sciatica. And this is pretty much complete nonsense most of the time. Now, of course, in certain patients at certain times, there are going to be exercises which might aggravate their pain. But that is very individual. And its pain is far more than just biomechanical. There are many other factors at play here. We can see two patients with exactly the, the similar type of back pain. It's aggravated by the same positions and the same movements, eased by the same things as well. But one patient who might be similar to the kettlebell example I used above, and he might be very scared of lifting a weight or using a kettlebell. So if I give him something to lift or to bend with or to pick up off the floor, it might trigger off some understanding in his brain and it might trigger an episode of pain. He might feel very uncomfortable doing that. Whereas patient two might be very used to using weights in the gym or picking up kettlebells or swinging kettlebells and find them very comfortable. So giving him permission to do that, he might find is really happy to do it. So this is where a skilled clinician comes in. It's working out exactly what is the best exercise for you right now. And as we've said numerous times, there is no singular best exercise for back pain. It's simply the exercise which is best for you right now and the one you're actually going to do. And when I say the exercise that's best for you, I mean the one that is most enjoyable. It's the one that doesn't trigger the pain. It's the one that you feel comfortable doing. It's the movement here that counts, not that specific exercise. So if you ever have anyone tell you that you should never, ever do this exercise because it's going to give you back pain, or you should never do this exercise if you have back pain, then understand from me, it's largely nonsense. Back pain isn't black and white. It's a very, very gray area. And generally, 
this is where a good clinician will come in, is to make things specific to you. Now, number four, lastly, is the advice that we see is you should only ever see X certain clinician for your back pain. Something that we see frequently in various Facebook groups and other different groups about back pain is advice saying you should never see this practitioner and you should only ever see this practitioner. And it might sound something like, oh, you should never see a physio for back pain because they will only give you exercises. A chiropractor will only click you back into place. So you need to see an osteopath because they take a more holistic approach to the body. Now, these sweeping statements about practitioners practitioners never really ring true. The variance across the musculoskeletal professions is huge. Now, all three of these professionals I've just mentioned are regulated professions and follow evidence-based guidelines to treat common conditions that come walking through their door. So if you see a chiropractor, a physiotherapist or an osteopath or one of the many other fantastic musculoskeletal professionals out there, then there should be far more similarities and differences across these professions. If you have sciatica and you go and see a physio, the diagnostic advice and overarching management should be the same as if you'd seen an osteopath or a chiropractor, a sports therapist, a sports rehabilitator. Now, whilst there are going to be slight differences in techniques, some might explain pain differently, some might talk to you differently, some might do more or less manual therapy or use different manual therapy techniques, the overarching advice and guidance should be the same. Now, again, there's going to be outliers in every professional as well, but that doesn't speak true to the whole profession. So if you have any doubts about who you're seeing or you want to know that you're getting really good quality evidence-based advice, then why don't you head on over to our website where you can simply pop in your postcode and find someone who has tried and tested local to you who you can be certain will give you really good quality advice for your back pain or any other musculoskeletal injury. So the website is thebackpainpodcast.com or if you've got any other questions, you can always email us on info at thebackpainpodcast.com and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. We do get an awful lot of emails, so sometimes it takes us a little while to get back to you, but we do our best to reply to every single person who contacts us. Thank you very much for your patience. So I've been Rob Bevan. We have been The Back Pain Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We've got some amazing things coming up. As we said before, we are expanding a bit beyond back pain into the wider realm of musculoskeletal injuries, whether that's knees, hips, elbows, shoulders. We've got stuff coming up to cover you. We're also doing two episodes this weekend live at the BCA conference. We're doing one episode which is all about the top tips for back pain with as many different chiropractors and other healthcare professionals that we can in one go. So we're going to collaborate a library of all the best tips. And then we're also going to be doing a live panel discussion with an audience about working in sport, about working with athletes. Are athletes different to working with uh, regular Joe Public who come off the street and experiences of working at the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games and on pitch sides. So I really hope you can tune into those episodes as well. As I said, I've been Rob. We've been the Back Pain Podcast. Catch you on the next episode. Over and out.